0: And welcome to the next episode of the Holy Bubble with me, Paulina, and my dear friend.
1: Dear friend, I've been upgraded. It's Alec.
0: Alec, we finally learned your name. <laughs> Not
1: yet. Not, Not yet. yet. We're getting there. Second names, second names coming. It's okay,
0: coming. I don't have second name, so I'm just gonna go by Paulina by now. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, let me know. But I quite like my name. I so <laughs> any
1: suggestions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in this episode of the Holy Bubble, uh, we're gonna be. Uh, continuing our adventures as a love fairies. So in this episode we will be discussing marriage.
1: Indeed, but preparing for marriage.
0: Preparing for marriage.
1: Preparing for marriage.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Alec is going to be our uh, resident expert (laughs) as he's engaged. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) he is in this place that he needs to figure out what to do. Uh, So this is like a forced...
1: This is it. This is my preparation. Is this is my marriage prep. That's what it is. This <laughs> is the
0: intervention. Like <laughs> we need to get this started. So uh together with Alec today we're gonna find out what the marriage is exactly, how to prepare. Obviously, we're gonna only cover like very basis. But I think many people overlook the whole preparation for marriage. Like we are too busy thinking about cakes and like guest lists. And, and dresses. And dresses. The number
1: of times I've been talking to about dresses is incredible and dresses
0: and like venues. Uh, that the whole sacrament of marriage sometimes gets pushed away 100%. on the like background because from all the wedding stuff, is like m- it may seem as the least exciting, like the smallest part because it's just a formation. Like, you just go there, sign the paper, say, I do whatever, whatever, done. And then we go to the like bigger and better things. Where in reality, this is the big and the best thing. Oh boy. That's happening. So, uh, I think. If you don't realize that, and if you're engaged, I think you're doing something wrong from the beginning. <laughs> um, so we're going to start from like, assuming that people who are engaged know that the sacrament in itself is the most important part. And we're going to leave the dresses and the dresses and the cakes. And on the, the dresses side, again. Yeah. And the dresses and the bridesmaids' <laughs> dresses. As you can tell, I'm very excited about dresses. Um, we're going to leave it for now, and we're going to focus on the most central part of this holy arrangement. So Alec.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, so where should we start? So I mean as I say, I'm I am oh how long is it until they get married? Oh, it will be just under six months. So yeah. I mean this this is literally the length of time that the church would recommend of a minimum that you would prepare for marriage. So six months. So you should be able to get everything you need to thought about within six months. Okay, so before we, we start and we go into anything there's one thing that I absolutely have to say. Okay, so if you are, you need to have completely open mind here. There is no shame in saying no, in changing your mind. Just like when a priest goes to seminary, seminary is somewhere where they discern. This is also a period of discernment for you. So there is absolutely no pressure here. That's what I want 100% to come through. Um, that's key Really key here, because at the end of the day, you are going to be consenting to uh, a union which is beyond anything of, of, of our understanding, uh, and you need to be able to fully consent to that in order for it to be valid. So
0: it's a hundred percent better to uh, say no before the wedding uh, than after the wedding. Yes, and yes. And uh, we also have to remember that, as far as a uh, Catholic Church is concerned, marriage doesn't have like a exit it, it's only <laughs> like it's only one way like death one, is the only exit literally. yeah <laughs> once once you get married you stay married you can have um, an invalid marriage and get an annulment but you cannot get divorced in a catholic church so if you're getting married in the catholic church you have to realize that this is one decision and nothing's gonna be able to change it once you're on the other side so if you're gonna say no say it before because you're gonna help both people in the arrangement if you you have to really think about it uh, and don't be afraid to like doubt it and question your relationship even if you like feel like oh it's great but this is the time to like question it and like really discern if this is really the thing you're supposed to be doing with the person you're supposed to be doing because there's not gonna be way out
1: yeah, uh, so I mean, it's—I it, mean, to be honest, it's—it's it's dead simple. If you, if you're going to go into this and you're not hundred percent sure, then you're not going to be able to fully consent, and the marriage isn't going to be valid anyway. Um, so please just think about if—if if you are in that state and you're getting really close to marriage, you don't have to end it. You just have to lengthen it, postpone whatever. It doesn't have to be as long. It, you kn- you just need to be ready. Um, there is. You know, you just need to be ready. It's not gonna like say you just need to be ready, um. And it, we're gonna guide you through some of the things that you need to think about in order to help yourself get ready. But yeah, it's it's all about that consent. And so please just make sure you are happy and that you are in love is the key thing yes. here, um. Because obviously you can't really talk about marriage without love. But yeah, that's the key.
0: And we cannot talk about marriage without God, who is this third person in the arrangement? Uh, I was listening to uh, Bishop. Uh, Robert Barron and he was talking about like how marriage is actually three people in one arrangement and any relationship uh, is not going to work out if people are only looking at each other uh, there has to be like third ex- external thing that they focus on and they love together and in like catholic relationships catholic marriages that thing will be God because if uh, two people are in this arrangement just for themselves they can get bored of each other. They can get tired of each other. Things going to go wrong. But if you it's have gonna God, it's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen <laughs> for sure. Uh, the marriages are told like, well, every seven years they go through marriage. That's, that's the
1: seven year rule, yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, you, you need God in that arrangement. And God is a central part of marriage. Uh, you don't get married just because you love each other. You uh, get married just also because you need God to help you out. And he is there to, to support you in that decision and in that process.
1: There are there are many ways. I think we've, w- we've been through this in some of the past ones. You know, It's all about seeing Christ in the other person. And, and that is key and central to your love, being pure.
0: A very beautiful picture of uh, what marriage is, is two people coming together uh, and com- going before God and saying, like, we are trying to love each other. We are failing, so we need your help. Because without you, this is not going to work. So we, we need you to help.
1: There was actually something that sort of, uh, I can't remember why I read it now, Um, it was in some spiritual reading, and it was saying, in your relationship as a married couple, uh, you love God first, Mm -hmm. then you love your spouse, and then you love your kids. Yeah. So it's actually really weird, because most people think that they love their, you know, their kids come first, but actually, God comes first, and then it's your spouse, and then it's your kids. So you look at, you know, that's the sort of pecking order that we're looking at here, <laughs> if, if you like pecking order. But that, that sort of, that, that was uh, a surprising one for me. I was thinking, oh, but surely, you know, your kids, you look after your kids more. And I was thinking, but actually, no, you know, the best thing you can do for your kids is to look after your spouse and to love your spouse.
0: Yeah. Th- that's why it's mo- so important to like really protect that relationship and really be uh, Keep it ready. holy. Keep it holy and, and be ready for it and be ready for all the consequences that it brings
1: spot on. So there you go. Um so keeping an open mind, you need to have an open mind right now. If you are if you are feeling any pressure, that's completely natural, but just, you know, be ready that if if, if things are if you are feeling that things are wrong, please have that open mind and please be courageous in saying no. Uh, okay, so the next thing I want to just quickly go through is something that you might have already thought about or you might not, and that's in your vocation. So actually discerning your vocation. So you need to actually have an idea of are you actually called to marriage? You know who? Yeah. Um, many people, th- th- I was always told this, um, every man needs to consider the priesthood. Uh, yes. You need to consider religious life. You need to consider the vocations of the single life. You also need to consider the vocations to marriage. Do not just assume that you are called to one. Um you know, you may think you want something and you may think something is good for you. God knows what's good for you. He knows what you're called to be. So, yeah, you hopefully you'd have already discerned mm-hmm. this. Um, but if you haven't and you're sitting there now and you're thinking, oh, I actually know if I'm called to marriage. Please just give it some thought. Um, the majority of us are, I should probably say mm-hmm. that now, are called to marriage. Um, so don't, don't don't immediately start sweating. But uh, it's, you do need to consider that. I you think
0: because start. marriage is this default setting we have, like, exactly. this is a default vocation. It's sort of almost
1: expected of us as well, but isn't it?
0: But I've heard that, like, ap- approximately, statistically, <laughs> I, I don't know how... <laughs> you, uh, st- I don't know who, who came up with that statistic, but, like, uh, one third of people were actually called to be celibate uh, w- through being uh, a consecrated person, being a priest, uh, just being a single. Um, there are different ways, but, like, uh, as much as, like, we see um, marriage as this default position, and um, there is nothing wrong with not being called to marriage and I think everybody in their journey through faith should come to the point that they like think about it and they descend uh, whatever they are called to marriage to to priesthood to consecrated life. Um because for many people this is gonna be like I just check like, oh yeah, I'm 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 actually called to marriage I've heard so many stories of like nuns and priests that they've been either engaged on in very serious relationships when they decided when they uh, decided to discern and they find out like actually there is something else that god has prepared for me and they went and 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 changed their plans Uh, obviously that doesn't mean that everybody uh, who is engaged, is going to become a priest <laughs> or a nun <laughs> once they try that's to discern. Uh, and I think a lot of people are scared of discerning for that reason, that they're scared that they're going to find something. But if you're going to find something, that that's going to be it's only be for the better. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't find something, then rejoice. You can just go on and, and be married.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, God will tell you. God will tell you what you're called yeah. to be. He, he You know, he, he generally doesn't stay silent on these things. Um. So, yeah, please. If you are engaged and you haven't considered your vocation yet, now's a great time, now's a great time. Um, and that should be 100% probably where you start your thinking, um, thinking about your life, thinking about what you're called to be. Uh, but it's definitely worth mentioning right now that marriage has two main well, functions, if you like. The one is joining of the two of you into one person, and the second is the procreation of children. So you might understand marriage as the joining of two people, but if you don't understand it as the procreation of children, that is very much what a part of what this vocation to marriage is. It is to the education and bringing up of children. Um, because so you
0: can have a loving relationship with your friend the same way you have it with your spouse in, on like a very large platica, plat, platonical uh, <laughs> base. Like you can have like this relationship when, like when you care for each other. and like mm. But uh, there is nothing physical in it. And that's not going to be marriage. Uh, in marriage, you have to have that physical aspect of it, and that uh, kids are like very central part of marriage because this is really what the vocation to marriage is is to bring life
1: and that's a, that's a huge responsibility um so the, the physical aspect is a gift, uh, and that is there to, yes, there is some pleasure, and that is actually, you know, it's pleasure and joy within that, but it is for the procreation of children. And it says specifically in the catechism that every time you join in that act, you should be prepared to have children. Mm-hmm. Um so, please, just think, if you're thinking marriage and I'm really called to be with someone and I don't want to be lonely, but actually I don't really feel called to have ki- children, then, again, you, you, you need to really consider this. You need to really consider this. Uh, because, actually, it might be that the religious life is 100% the way in which you can best show your love for others. But that's what it's all about. Anyway, um, so, yeah.
0: I'm going to say it. We <laughs> live in a society. <laughs> in a modern society. <laughs> That just like proclaims this model of family that is mum, dad, and a dog, uh, (laughs) or two
1: kids max. Yes, two two kids kids like more than two spaced out by three years or two years exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, more than two kids, crazy. But actually, (laughs) coming from like big family, the more kids, the better. And it's uh, more of a
1: blessing. It shows, you know, God's blessing upon your. Yeah, I I
0: families. love that it used to be like seen as a as a blessing. Like the m- the bigger family, the m- the more blessed the parents were. Like people who didn't have kids, they were like looked down on that, which is not cool. But like uh, it was it was showing the way people like perceive marriage and families. Now we have this kind of situation where m- uh, many people don't see kids as essential part of marriage of a relationship, and that's just so sad because that's depriving yourself of such an amazing experience as, yeah. and I think many marriages are like setting this plan of like first we have yeah. Stable jobs, an exact
1: and exact dates at which they want to get pregnant. Like it's, it's yes. down to a thing. Yes. Like we
0: need the job. We need the house. We need the
1: dog. The yeah. dog, <laughs> and
0: then maybe kids. Maybe or like Or actually, let's five. let's have
1: that really big holiday that we've always wanted. Yes. And then let's have we, a need
0: travel, yeah, we need to travel. We need this like five years to so, like. it's hilarious. We need <laughs> to enjoy ourselves for the first five that's years. It shut up yeah. like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Or we want one kid and then i want an exact period of 2 years uh, and then they're going to follow the other and i want a boy and then i want a girl and
0: and is uh, it shows like this is the sign of people who never had kids and <laughs> i am i never had kids but i i see that like the people when people have the first child their like way of looking at of what just changes i've seen my friends having their first child and absolutely changing the way they think and uh i think that's that's comes with marriage as well that you think now oh i don't really have kids or i want to just one or like oh i need to focus on my career and being married doesn't doesn't mean that you're gonna be deprived of all of those things because god wants you to be successful in your career he wants you to like see the world and like enjoy your life uh but if you trust him and in, if you trust in the plan that he has for you uh he will provide that but you have to also be open the possibility of having kids. Because he also is going to provide us also for that. He's not going to yeah. leave you alone. And if uh, you and your spouse are ready to receive the gift, he's going to give it to you. You just have to trust in God. Because That's he it. is in that arrangement with you. And he wants... He wants it to be successful as much as you do.
1: That's, that's really... In terms of... Um, so we talked about how two people are becoming one. And actually the procreation is the exactly perfect representation of that. Because you become one in this act. And then you create one heart. Yeah. Between the two of you, you create one heart. And that's you know incredibly symbolic. You know, there's a great meaning there. But...
0: Yeah. What about twins <laughs>
1: or triplets? <laughs> oh boy, that means you just must, you know, have that too is much so love much love. As as, yeah, oh. couldn't be contained. Oh boy. That's <laughs> it. Okay, so let's move on. So, say you've now considered your vocation, you're happy with uh, everything, you're engaged or whatever, and you're in this period. Or you can be. This can be any time actually. Okay, the first thing I would recommend, and the first thing that I sort of looked at was in understanding the sacrament itself. Um, So I'm actually going to, I don't really say very often, I'm actually going to recommend that you look at the catechism first. Um, There are two particular sections in the catechism. The first bit is, I'm going to actually quote the number here. This is making Mm -hmm. me sound really sad. Um, But if you go to 1601, that's where the marriage bit starts. Uh, That is, the catechism says it on the dot. It's exactly right. It gives you all the information. Because actually, I've, I've surfed the internet a lot on this. And I've had some really weird I've had some really weird things that claim they're right, um, and I don't know I'm not entirely sure what I think. The Catechism says exactly the right thing. I mean the gospel exactly
0: the right and the Catholicism should That's be the first place you look for the answers. anyway. Well, so if you ever
1: want to check anything or if you read anything online that you 're not sure of, they're, they're, they are the best places to have a look. Um, I mean, there's many other things uh, like Summer Theologica and all sorts of the theological documents done by the saints, which are also excellent. Um, but generally, they end up in the catechism anyway. Um, so it's great to look on that. And there's a lot of advice on how to keep your marriage pure and all sorts and the meaning of marriage and the marriage in God's plan and, and all sorts of really helpful things in the catechism, actually. And it, it is really good. It's not too dry, I promise. Um, that's a really good place to start. Um, but then, yeah, feel free to go on to the internet. Okay, but let's start with the sacrament. Let's talk about the sacrament. <laughs> uh, so three main things. I was seeing you know, getting excited about the So excited already. about the sacrament. <laughs> you know, oh. uh, so three main things to marriage. You've got the sacramentality, uh, which is the thing itself, which is the, the the sacrament. Uh the consent, which we will run through a little bit more in a minute. That's the tricky one right there. Uh and then the consummation. Um and if you don't know what consummation means, it just means the evening of the <laughs> wedding, shall we say? The wedding night. That's it, that's it. Um, All right, so the sacramentality is what everyone understands as the wedding ceremony itself. Um, We could go into that a little bit, but the really bit I really want to talk about is consent. That's the key thing here, and there is so much to talk about. Almost all annulments are on a lack of some form of consent. So you need to be entering this sacrament with a complete knowledge Uh, of what it actually is in order to be able to consent. That's why we're saying understand the sacrament.
0: I want to say just um, a part of consent would be uh, freedom. Uh, And like, you know, you are free to make your own decision. You're free to give or decline consent. And any marriage that is like peer pressured by people from outside of that arrangement. Uh, If you are in a situation when you have... Certain situation that somebody else, like your parents, um, is pressuring you into getting married, or like you feel like you're too old, like you n- really need to settle down, then you really need to take a step back and consider if you are really free to give consent to that uh, arrangement. I hate them calling the arrangement <laughs> uh, to that sacrament uh, because that's a key thing. Because if you are not giving you consent from your free will. Then this is not gonna work. This is not gonna be a a valid marriage.
1: Great example of consent is, uh, you walk down the aisle, you have the wedding, and then afterwards, uh, you're sitting down, enjoying a cup of tea, and you're like, oh, I wonder what we'll name our first child. And it's just like, and then one of you's like, I don't want kids. You're be mad. Or you know, I I I never I never wanted kids. We never talked about this. Uh, that classic case for an annulment because you have to be open to children upon entering the sacrament. Um, and so immediately the marriage is nullified.
0: Yeah, but what you need to know on a surface level, you have freedom to give or deny consent uh, no matter what situation you're in. And you really need to know what church understands as a sacrament of marriage and how that um, connects with the way you understand sacrament of marriage. Uh, and then you can give a consent if you agree to, ta- to that kind of uh, union.
1: Consent is the I do. But we say I do. That's mm-hmm. consent. Uh, so the consummation is the evening. Uh, the sacrament itself. Um, what can we say? Just giving over that. That is the indissoluble, indissoluble union between the two of you. An indissoluble bond is created in between the two of you um, that you will consummate in the evening. But that bond is unbreakable. Yes. Unbreakable. The key to understanding the sacrament is to understanding that bond that you are going to create between you the became. Two
0: of you. One person in the moment you say, you both say, I do. Uh, God ties you together, mends you.
1: Well, he crowns you.
0: He crowns you. The whole you. idea
1: of these rings, he crowns you. Yeah.
0: yeah, he makes you one.
1: Well, you actually crown each other. Oh, Because you put the rings on <laughs> each other, don't you? Anyway, yeah, it's
0: just sort of... <laughs> 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 very romantic. Very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in that sacrament, you become one. And that's the whole point of it. And you're not going to break it. It's like if you melt two metals into one, you're not going to be able to then separate them back again. They are one. And that's what God God does in the sacrament. He just melts you into one new being. New
1: alloy one of the things that i spent quite a long time looking into is the actual moment of when the marriage forms that's dead interesting if you get any time please look into that that there's a big argument between um theologians on that very very interesting um anyway we won't go there now um okay so i put the next bit is understanding each other uh very much this ties into understanding the sacrament but i think it's very much I don't know. I, f- I actually, I find this. I find it's. It's sometimes it's difficult approaching faith with your partner and understanding because I find faith is something which is incredibly quite. What well, is quite for me it's quite personal. Mm-hmm. My relationship with God is for me, and I don't share much with other people generally, and so therefore I'm like, how much do I tell my spouse? You know, how, well, you know, my fiance. How, you know wh- where does this, but actually you, you need to understand each other you need to know where you're at on each level you need to talk about things openly and this is key because you need to start that conversation you need to start that communication now rather than starting mm-hmm. it after you're married you need to have this open line now and that is what everyone always says all the marriage prep really that the church asks you to do a lot of that is about understanding the sacrament and is about developing this level of communication between the two of you arguments are okay it's okay to argue. Um, it's very good to argue. You are different people. You know, you are not the same person. You are going to argue. If you always fine. agree,
0: that means Something's the wrong. other person <laughs> may be hiding something. Either you uh, may be suppressing something. That's it's it. very it's obviously it's not good to like yell at each other and like have full on fights. Uh, but a healthy argument is something very good for any relationship. Either even for like friendships. It's very good to discuss their differences. Uh, and just understand each other, try to like understand where the other person is coming from because we all have different backgrounds, different upgradings, um, and we meet at certain point of life with different experiences, different like emotional baggage. And it's very important True. to discuss those things, uh, as much as we can, uh, with the other person because who are you gonna be open to if not to your spouse? Like it. you are literally one, so you have to be on open. I for them. think
1: it's part of that respect as well that you need to have for them is that is you need to be open and honest and trust. Yeah, there is also something that is a bit of a caveat in that there you are going to have to give some things up. You are going there are going to have to be some compromises that you're going to have to make based on either what you expect out of life or what you expect out of the relationship. Or this is not going to be perfect. You are going to have to make sacrifices. Um, so do not go into this thinking it's going to be the easiest thing on the planet because you are going to have to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. and those sacrifices are going to start in that communication with each other because you will need to figure out where you're willing to make sacrifices, where they're willing to make sacrifices. You've got to figure all these bits out, and then you've got to... Yeah.
0: But I want to highlight those are not empty sacrifices. No, of uh, not. Those you are making a space for sacrifice. something better and something more beautiful. Uh, either it's like you have to manage your time to, to have time for each other and you have to give up on like maybe some hobbies or something because <laughs> like <laughs> if the kids going to happen, you're not going to have time to do all those things. Like maybe you're not going to be able to do some of that like amazing travel. Maybe you need to save up some money. You have to like arrange different things. Uh, but this is all the part of also how we said in the our episode about love, like you, um, the goal of marriage also is like you have to make each other better people you have to kind of bring each other closer to god and closer to you to to each other basically so without any sacrifices there's not going to be room for that development and for that journey up uh, to heaven so uh, obviously you have to leave some baggage leave (sighs) some leave some uh, habits leave some like unhealthy things that that you developed on the way Uh, so it's a bit easier to travel together because if you if you want to take all your single life with you into a marriage, there's gonna be a lot of rubbish that is just gonna get in the way. That's and it. and I can tell from my brother who's engaged for like a few months now, uh the change that he's making in itself as he is like trying to prepare himself for marriage is is amazing. Uh I don't recognize him basically <laughs> uh, from the person he was just few months ago. In a ago. good way. In a good way. Yeah, and he's not even married yet. He is just he's just taking up this role that he's gonna be a husband, and he wants to like prepare himself as much as he can and I can already see how he's changing as he is like uh, changing certain things about his habits because he knows that he has to make room make time for those new responsibilities and he's so excited about it and he's so happy with it oh, and, so and and it's very uh, it's very like encouraging and it's like very heartwarming to to see that journey that he's coming through uh, together with his fiance because she's also uh, making changes to her life so they both can meet at the altar and be sure that they are ready to take this next step together and basically bring each other close to God.
1: That's it. You know, you're there to make to give up whatever it is to make your partner shine, to make your partner holy. That is that is your aim really in entering this. But it's also key in this in this area where we're understanding each other and we're talking about faith, in that communication that you're developing develop also a com- a joint communication with god pray together oh yes pray together is a huge one you must pray together
0: or to our gather in my name then i am with them
1: that's it that's it that's it so christ is with you pray I beg you to pray because even if you're struggling with some of the conversations i always find after i've prayed whether if it, even if it's with my fiance everything's easier after that everything's clearer So the next one I put is clean the closet. Have a good spring clean. Um, The reason I put this in there is because I recognize I need to do this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So uh, what I think many people will find is that they move into into a house together. They move or whatever after they're married. And so actually this provides an excellent opportunity to do just this. Uh, And when I say clean the closet, I mean remove everything from your life which is going to either get in between you and your spouse's relationship or in between two of your relationship and God. Mm. you need to remove that and that is that is vital I you need you need to clean you need to clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that
0: ties up with the previous point quite well. You you need to make that space for, for new better things. Uh, but one thing I just want to very quickly point out: you said uh, people moved in when they get married. <laughs> Please do I that. Was caref-
1: <laughs> I was careful, but you know, again, we don't judge. Um, th- you know, it's 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 there is a great blessing in waiting until you're married to move in. Um, it's not it's not because we we don't want you to realize what the other person's like you know it, it's that y- you should trust that the mm. other person that you are going to be able to live together and that you should trust that it's going to be it's going to all be wonderful and god has it all in his hands
0: i've heard of great advice about um how to test somebody uh <laughs> before you get married uh, without moving in together <laughs> Um, good. <laughs> uh, one of them was just like obviously there's one like I'll oh, get them drunk whatever oh, uh, okay. there's one like to annoy them like see them very angry and see how they treat people when they ang- and s- see how they treat people who they cannot get anything from uh, so uh, because obviously they're gonna treat their mother nicely but how they treat their, like, the like the third auntie how they treat the random lady on the street but also uh, take people for a mountain trip uh, get them like sleep in a tent. Oh, I love camping. Uh, get yeah, them camping. Yeah, get no. them uh, walk <laughs> them few miles up the hill oh, in the in the rain. Uh, yeah. See how they handle extreme uh, situations. <sighs> see, that's why I'm home. It's not really how how good at DIY they are, and how good at like survival. Stress. That's what you're saying. But how how they dealing with stress, how they dealing with situation when they have to like um, often put others before themselves, because um, how we treat people tells so much about us and obviously if you are surrounded by people that you love in a nice situations you're always gonna show the better side of yourself uh, and i think it's very very important to like also figure out how you're gonna manage through the more difficult times obviously you, you shouldn't like annoy you like your loved one just to see how they are when they're angry because <laughs> that's that's Sometimes not the way to do like it yeah. but but just um y- there are different ways to like to like meet each other and like get to know each other um and knowing how the person's uh, cooks you can find her out without moving in obviously there are different situations for uh, each person there are different like financial situations and like you know life is weird uh so obviously not everybody is able to i mean wait uh, before moving in uh but as much as you can it's a f- great grace Uh i've seen that benefit many couples uh, that are yeah. waiting until they. And it's
1: it's easy to see the disbenefits as well, so yeah. please don't focus on those. Um, and anyway. it's
0: exciting. I think <gasps> it's it's exciting to 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 have that. Like uh, when people are so obsessed about the order we mentioned before, like oh the house, the the, the trips, the kid, the kids at the end, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that should be also the exciting part, the moving in together, That's uh, the
1: start of a new journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I. I couldn't physically move in with my, my fiance even if I wanted, so that solves that one. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, so safe. F- yeah, I'm safe, I'm safe. Um, she's safe as well, more to the point. <laughs> uh, so the final thing that you would do um, before you get married and in your preparation is the sacrament of penance, or reconciliation, or whatever you want to call it, or confession. Yes. That's the last thing. And I, I wanted to include this um, because actually that is very important. Um, the state is, is say this is all about preparing yourself, making sure you're in the right state in which to receive what is a sacrament. And the last sacrament that I received, um, I didn't exactly <laughs> receive it with all this thought. So but now I understand a lot more about sacraments. They are incredibly important. And um, what you're embarking on here is, is incredibly important. And so starting on that free from sin is, is, is key. Um, and so please take that seriously don't just go and do confession before you get married because you have to um do it because actually you really want to enter into that union free from sin and
0: don't do confession before your hand do night maybe on bachelor (laughs) (laughs) night. after
1: after that after that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um
0: (laughs) and uh, obviously i i just want to point out that like confession regular confession should be a part of the whole engagement oh. period unlike every, um, uh, the Rugal Confession should be part of everybody's life let's just start unless there unless you're perfect you know. unless, unless you're, perfect. you're unless you're Jesus in which yes. case you let know, yeah, me excuse we you yeah we can go easy on him <laughs> but it's essential both for like formation for discernment uh, and for preparation for marriage uh, to be in this like pure state uh, so you can see clearly and you can really receive the graces that God has for you and especially in that such a like monumental moment in your life. You want to be really ready and you want to be really clean when you go there and you stand before God and you don't have to worry about any small things that are somewhere in the back of your head because if you are clean straight out of sacrament of confession, uh, you really n- know that you are ready and you, there is nothing in between there.
1: Confession is something that, that accompanies you throughout your life. Uh, and is there to guide you on your journey. Uh, And again, here you are on your journey. um, So please uh, use confession uh, up as to your discretion. It's probably the best way to put it. Mm. Okay, so let's wrap up for you here. Um, So we started off and said, you must have an open mind. Please have an open mind. And there is absolutely no shame in postponing your wedding or saying no. And um, We are oh so aware that as the day comes close, it's harder and harder and harder to say no. So please think about these things as soon as you can. Uh, and if you uh, have entered a period of engagement and you're now realizing that you've got a lot to think about, there is there is nothing wrong with having a longer engagement. Please just be, be responsible about it. Be responsible mm-hmm. about it. You are entering in something incredibly important here. Um, don't rush in. Please don't rush in. Uh, We then said, please consider your vocation if you haven't already. Are you actually called to marriage? Are you called to have children and bring them up in the Catholic faith? Please consider that. Please take that in deeply. As we said, a lot of people have realized they've had a call to religious life in a period of engagement. So (laughs) please consider these things. Not to scare you. Not to (laughs) scare you. But please think about these things because if they... I I know several people that uh, wanted to become religious um but ended up getting married and do regret it actually um mm-hmm. as as they feel they've lost well they've missed their vocation- mm-hmm. w- and which is an absolute great sadness actually, and is a real pain for them in the, in there that they carry with them um so please consider those things uh, then we talked about understanding the sacrament and those three things that you need to have uh, a valid marriage uh, the sacramentality the uh, the consent and the consummation so the sacramentality being the indissoluble union the consent being the i do's uh, and then the consummation being the evening which we won't go into <laughs> Uh, and then we talked about understanding each other opening those lines of communication where are you at in your faith um, even starting to talk about things like how many kids do you want uh, You know, what colour curtains do you want in the new house You know, start talking about things it doesn't matter if they're uh, uh, what they appear to be insignificant but just start talking about things and make sure you enter into that c- communication with God please pray together please pray it is a great blessing and will keep you strong in your faith throughout your marriage can't contend to that. I'm not married, but you know, and there I've is seen it in many people. There's
0: plenty of saints that can help you out. Obviously, so uh, Mary's the first one because she's always the first one, and Joseph and uh, all that. Like you know, <laughs> the, m- the, the, uh, A-list uh, the A-list celebrities, saints. Uh, but there is plenty, and uh, just just um, check the the different different saints. Your name saint, uh, whoever your uh, confirmation saint. All of them, just h- ask them for help, ask them for like Get any some guidance. Get in it. Uh, because it's it's really important. Uh, and even if you're praying just by yourself or you're praying with your like fiancé, just go for it, ask them, they are there to help us, they are happy to help us, especially Mary, she's always there. She won't, won't fail you, so...
1: Oh, and she knows this stuff as well, so yeah, know, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Uh, So then uh, we said about cleaning the closet Um, So as much as you can Before you do enter into that union Try and clear everything out That's going to either get in between you uh, And between the two of you and God So you just want to enter this union In in the best state you possibly can And the final thing we spoke about Was the sacrament of penance uh, And in entering that union in a pure state uh, And in a refreshed state as well Um, One thing we haven't talked about too much here Is that word which should we should have said over and over again and that's love this is all about love
0: the sacrament of love
1: this is literally everything Uh, this is um, what so many of us consider as the embodiment of love here on earth Um, so please remember every single one of these stages it's all about love Uh, it's a
0: beautiful moment when like human love and God's love come together and make one super love (laughs)
1: <laughs> there are so many theological ways I can argue with that, but I'm going to leave it. <laughs> no, I'm just,
0: I'm just trying to build a nice metaphor. I know, I know, me I know. I'm right. not trying to make <laughs> a thesis. Like Here I am.
1: Back you down, that's it. No. Get, in, get back in your hole. It, no, no really but kidding. it's
0: all about love. It's all about oh. love between you and between God and between your spouse and all of the love that you can fit in that's that.
1: It. Don't forget it. Don't let the dress, don't let the cake, don't let anything, the honeymoon get the in the dress. way. It is about love. And and the next <laughs> dress and the bridesmaid dress <laughs> <laughs> and the hat that your mum's gonna wear don't even think about that or um yeah it's all about love that's it plain okay. and simple uh so we'll leave you on that note um but please as always any questions get in touch um can't promise we'll, we'll be able to answer anything on marriage but we can give it a go um but if you do want a point of reference as i said the catechism is a really good place to start and if you find yourself surfing the internet. Uh, and a bit unsure of what it's saying check it in the catechism it's a wealth of stuff in there and i found some odd stuff online i'm not gonna lie um so yeah be a little bit careful in what you read some unusual advice (laughs) um well hopefully we're gonna go through marriage later on in a a bit more in a bit more of a fuller sense uh we're gonna go through i think as well we're gonna go through that consent and some things about Mm -hmm. annulment so if you have a question regarding annulment I have read many a wonderful book on this and canon law <laughs> is an absolute state so I will try and brush up and um, try and provide you with some of the interesting things that can, that we can tell you about whether you can get an annulment or not um, and whether you might or not have a valid marriage. If you don't ha- think you have a valid marriage absolutely no reason to panic. You might just want to you can always just get your vows redone or something like that anyway. so
0: Whatever um, resources you're using to like read up on that always remember it's all about love.
1: It's all about love. All so about love. And so yeah, we'll leave you there. Yeah. In let joy.
0: Me, let me do the thing, let me do the thing. This know. was um, Alex and Paulina, a love fairy. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Holy Bubble. Yeah, boy. Let, let us know uh, what your opinions, uh, all the heresies that we said. <laughs> 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 and uh, tune in uh, next week for the next episode.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be banging.
0: It's going to be banging. It's going to be banging.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, It's a miracle if anyone listens to these, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Let us know if you
0: listen to this outro and tell (laughs) us how to do outros because we still don't know. (laughs) We
1: need need help, urgent help.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a lovely day filled with love. God bless.